You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to do a week of our breakfasts and lunches, but first let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I want to share about the playset that we have been building in our backyard. Yay. This was our big gift to the kids for Christmas, and Neil has been working on it since Christmas (laughs) (laughs) and has reached completion, or if not completely complete, is very, very close. Mm. What we ended up building is a fairly long set of monkey bars, and then leading up to those monkey bars is a climbing net. If you go up the right side of the climbing net, you come where you can enter the monkey bars to go across. Mm -hmm. And then on the left side of the climbing net, once you get to the top, you can go down a slide. Oh, cool. We'd also purchased a swing with a disc on the bottom where you could stand. It's like a big rope swing. Mm -hmm. But the monkey bars weren't quite high enough for that. So I Mm. think we're going to try and attach that to our big oak tree. Okay. Which will be a challenge because it's quite a large oak tree. Mm -hmm. So we haven't figured out exactly how we'll hang it up, but that is on our list of things to do. And then Neil also added some dip bars for him to use it to be able to exercise. (laughs) I love it. So not the ideal time as we're recording this. It is the week before the polar vortex reaches Indiana. (laughs) So it hasn't gotten a ton of use yet. But I am hoping as we move into spring, it'll be a really fun thing for our kids and other kids in the neighborhood to play on. Yay. What is new with you, Abby? I have been doing a camping gear deep dive. Mm. We went and met friends who bought a camper in the summer last year and they were camping close by so we went and met them for the day and I just loved it so much it seems like the perfect pandemic activity it's outside you can wear your mask there's lots of stuff for kids to do you're outside of your house Mm -hmm. it just felt really safe and really fun to see these friends but still in a safe way Mm -hmm. and so we have planned that The second weekend of March, which will be a week out, I think, when this episode comes out, that we are going to meet them. They have reserved a camper site and we got a tent camping site that's really close by. So we will probably like do some meals and hiking and stuff together. But as is my custom, I am now researching all the camping stuff. Andrew (laughs) and I have done some backpacking, him more than me. So we have some things like we have sleeping pads for us and sleeping bags for us. But the tent we have is a two-person backpacking tent, which is not going to serve our current family. Nope. (laughs) So I have been researching tents. I have been researching like how to put toilet type setup in camp so that if we have a kid in the night who needs to get up and go to the bathroom, we can do that Ah, like in a bucket or something instead of like walking (laughs) to whatever camp bathroom there will be. I haven't made any decisions yet, but maybe at some future point we can record a camping episode. Yes. And listeners would love your suggestions for your favorite must-have family car camping gear as well. I can't wait to hear what you find. We no longer have a waterproof tent, as we have found (laughs) after several camping trips in which it rained a lot. (laughs) But I hate researching things, so... Can't wait to hear your tent recommendations and might take them into account so we can have less wet camping trips in the future. (laughs) Nice. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, friend? I just finished Take It Back by Kia Abdullah. This is a crime drama. It follows Zara, who used to be a barrister, but left her job to become an advocate at a sexual assault crisis center. Hmm. 
Jody, who is a 16-year-old who has facial deformities, comes to the center and accuses four boys of rape. Mm. I really loved how much it kept me guessing until the very end. It was what I consider to be the definition of a page turner, where you really don't know who is telling the truth and how it is going to play out. There was a lot to think about in terms of loyalty to religion and family, gender dynamics within cultures, who does society believe in cases of sexual assault, Mm -hmm. and the ways in which the justice system rips people apart when they pursue claims of assault. Mm. The only piece I didn't like was one plot point at the end that felt unnecessary and overly dramatic. Mm. I wish that hadn't been there. Listeners, if you end up reading it, feel free to send me an email, and I'm happy to discuss this further with you. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, I would absolutely recommend it. Dark subject matter, but a gripping read. And it made me think about the fact that I don't normally pick up books like this, Mm -hmm. and that I wouldn't want it to become the main thing that I read, but I do enjoy them when I do and should sprinkle in a few more crime, thriller, courtroom drama books into my reading life. Hmm. Interesting. What have you been reading? I have been reading the Great Library series by Rachel Kane. I have read slash listened to the first two books, which are Ink and Bone and Paper and Fire. And then I think there are three more after this. What's really great about these is that all of the audio is on Hoopla through my library, so I don't have to wait for mm. it. And I think they are old enough, too, that I haven't had to wait for the ebook copies either. This is a series that is in a fictional Earth where the Great Library of Alexandria in Alexandria, Egypt, which was long ago an ancient, very powerful library, mm-hmm. never lost power. Mm. So basically... The library and the scholars of the library and the leaders of the library are sort of the ultimate in power, and then everyone else is below. And the book follows Jess, who's from London, whose dad is a book smuggler, and then he is selected to go to the library in Alexandria and be trained to become part of the machine that is the library. So he has friends that he meets that are characters that recur You find out things about the library and how it doesn't necessarily conform to the ideals that maybe many people in the public think that it does. So I am very into it. It is fast moving. It's YA. It's sort of dystopian almost, but it's really working for me. So I would recommend it. Sounds great. Let's move on to our topic for today, a week of breakfast and lunches. We have done episodes like this here and there in the past because we clearly love talking about food. (laughs) And we thought it would be fun to share this one-week snapshot to show what real-life breakfast and lunches look like for us. This is a shout-out to an old Mom Hour episode where they shared what they ate for a week, I think, for dinner. Mm -hmm. And we did one like that, which we'll link to in the show notes. And then we also did one about snacking. So we'll share all of those things. But before we get into the specifics of our week, let's talk in general about breakfast and lunch habits. I don't like to eat a lot right when I wake up. Mm. So usually I start by drinking some sort of beverage. It used to be coffee every morning. Now I will occasionally drink coffee, more often tea, always decaf. And I also go between that and kombucha or water kefir. Hmm. So I start with that and then often end up snacking on whatever I'm making for the kids' lunches as something to tide me over because I'm not really hungry. 
but need something to keep me going. And then I prefer having a mid-morning large meal and then snack again later in the afternoon. Hmm. So I do not like to have a lot of food in the morning and then a real meal at lunch. I like to cut the difference and have the large meal in between. In terms of whether I prefer leftovers or making something fresh, I would say I go back and forth. I am not the primary leftover eater. Neil definitely prefers leftovers more than I do. Depends on the leftovers, of course. There are some Mm -hmm. things that I really do want. (laughs) But more often, I will make myself a quesadilla or an egg sandwich or bean dip or something else that we have around the house. Hmm. How about for you? I'm usually very hungry when I first wake up. And breakfast for me is usually cereal. Sometimes Andrew makes eggs for everyone or he makes hash browns for everyone, but cereal is definitely the most common. And I love leftovers for lunch. I definitely do not mind eating the same thing day after day. So it's really Mm. awesome if I have made something labor intensive, like something with a lot of vegetables where I've done a lot of chopping and then it makes Mm -hmm. enough that I can keep eating vegetables day after day. Yeah. I definitely like to enjoy things more than once. If we don't have leftovers, I'm much more likely to scrounge and either eat whatever leftover from the kids lunch or chips and dip or a quesadilla sometimes it's really unlikely for me to get up the energy to actually cook something so if Mm. there aren't leftovers that I can reheat it's usually going to be a cold lunch of something that's like snacky type food and I don't really love that I don't think it's great for my mood I don't think it's great for how the rest of the day goes both work parenting mental health wise (laughs) so I try to plan our evening meals for things that will lead to leftovers for multiple adult lunches because Andrew packs leftovers for his lunch every day. I very rarely, for a treat, have something like a frozen Indian food meal from Trader Joe's, which I also like. It's kind of the best of both worlds because it's like something that I haven't eaten that week yet. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I have to prepare fresh myself right then. <laughs> now we're going to talk specifics. Here is what we ate for breakfast and lunch for the past week, Sunday to Saturday. So starting with Sunday... Sunday morning is a work day for me, and I actually go in at 8, which is an hour earlier than I have to be there any other time. Mm. So I'm usually the first one up on Sunday mornings because I like to still have some time to myself. So I made myself decaf coffee and had that while doing kind of my morning routine, reading, and journaling. Then I had Cheerios and milk because while I don't like to eat a lot, I have to eat something before I go into work or else I get really hungry about an hour after I'm there. For lunch, I packed myself cashews and chocolate chips, which is one of my favorite hearty snacks to eat because Mm -hmm. I only have 15 minutes to eat on a break at work, and it is hard to eat enough food. I am not a slow eater in general. I would put myself on the faster end, Mm -hmm. but the 15 minutes is still really pushing it to get in enough food to last for several hours after that. Yeah. So the nuts plus chocolate chips is a great snack that packs that punch to keep you going. I also had apples and peanut butter and threw in a bag of tortilla chips because I knew that the rest of it wouldn't be enough. (laughs) And then I also treated myself to a Dr. Pepper at work, which is one of my favorite things to do for myself when I have not packed enough food Mm -hmm. and still feel like I'm going to be hungry. Mm -hmm. Also hard to consume a can of Dr. Pepper in 15 minutes. Definitely. (laughs) I only had part of it. And then when I got off my shift finish the rest of it. Nice. What did you have on Sunday? 
Sunday morning, I had coconut baobab granola, which I've talked about on the podcast before in Uneating Lately. This is special granola that is made by the Kroger family of brands. It's their, I think it's Simple Truth Organic. But I thought I had to go somewhere that had a Kroger or a Harris Teeter and buy it. But then I realized that Vitacost.com is owned by that same family of brands, or at least they stock many of the same things. So now I order four boxes at a time from Vitacost. And this was my final box. (laughs) (laughs) And I always have my cereal with whole milk because that's the milk that we have in our house. Same. And then I had for lunch leftover spaghetti carbonara. And this is normally a dish that Andrew makes, and he is very good at making it. Mm -hmm. I had made it the night before, and it was very salty. (laughs) So typically, people would be fighting over these leftovers in my house because they're Mm -hmm. so beloved. But because it was so salty, no one else wanted it. So I took it one for the team and (laughs) ate it. (laughs) You're welcome, family. (laughs) Not my favorite, but fine. What about Monday? Monday is another work day for me, so I have to be there at 9 a.m. So Monday mornings, I am helping to get the kids ready. Neil makes the lunches, but then I'm helping them, making breakfast and getting out the door. Before they woke up, I had some sauerkraut, pears and apples, and those are left over from their lunches. Neil had already made the lunches, but one of them likes apple, one of them likes pear. There's half Mm. of an apple and half of a pear already out on the cutting board, so I sliced myself up some of those. Normally, I wouldn't have sauerkraut for breakfast, but I was adding it to my lunch, and then I thought, (laughs) this sounds really delicious, and so I got a small bowl and also had sauerkraut for breakfast. And then I had kombucha and Cheerios again, and this is me trying to eat a lot of food before I go into work. That is my (laughs) effort to do that. For lunch, I had leftovers. I had beans and rice with sweet potatoes and peppers, sauerkraut on top, hot sauce on top of that. And then also took a leftover container of pears, peppers, and apples. We chop up a lot of stuff like that at night because then that's something that the kids will always want to eat or at least can't say that they don't eat those things (laughs) if they say there's nothing that they want there. But we often end up with extras, which is nice because then I get to have some fresh trapped food, as you said, without doing the work. Yes. The best part of this, though, was a little container I had of spicy cashew butter salad dressing from Trader Joe's. Mm. This is something that Kelsey of the Girl Next Door podcast recommended to me, and it is so good for dipping vegetables. It's not sweet. I know you've said that you don't like sweet salad dressings. Correct. Has a little bit of a kick to it. Great lime flavor that comes through. Mm. Highly recommend. Definitely elevates those vegetables to the next level. I need to try that one. What was your Monday like? Monday morning was kind of a rushed disaster. I think we just slept in late. And also I was trying to finish up a story for work from the previous week. So I had edits to look at that I didn't look at till Sunday night, which is my custom. (laughs) And so we were really hurrying. I made the children what we call snack meal for breakfast, which is like sliced cheese, bamba, applesauce. What's bamba? Bamba is like peanut butter Cheetos. It's like a puffed corn product, but that's coated with peanut powder instead of Cheetos. Okay. We get ours at Trader Joe's, which is the cheapest place that I've seen it. But it's great because it has a good level of fiber and a good level of protein, which is rare in a snack like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like a treat because it's essentially a Cheeto-shaped texture <laughs> thing. So 
I basically ate leftover cheese off their plates and a handful of Muddy Buddies, which are the Chex Mix with the chocolate and peanut butter and powdered sugar on them that I had made over the weekend for breakfast that day. I was very hungry for lunch and we had leftover lasagna. So I had a giant piece of that, which was delicious. And then I also finished up Pepper's pear, carrot, apricot, baby food pouch. (laughs) Which also was surprisingly good. (laughs) Yeah, get in that produce. (laughs) (laughs) On to Tuesday. Another work day for me. I once again had pears and apples, cashews, and decaf coffee. At lunch, I was not on top of packing things in advance and so was throwing things together quickly, thinking about how I could get enough food to see me through the day. I ended up packing a banana and then making a little container of peanut butter and mayonnaise to dip it in and more pears and apples and peppers left over from the night before and threw in the bag of tortilla chips again so that I could snack on those. Once I got home, because I get off at one, so it's, I need stuff to get me through, mm-hmm. but I don't have to wait too long to come back and eat more food. I cooked up some veggie pot stickers from Trader Joe's and had two cookies from our favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe that I had made the afternoon before with E and reheated my coffee that I didn't really get to drink very much of in the morning. And it went perfectly with my cookies. On Tuesday for breakfast, I had wheat checks, whole milk, and brown sugar because the wheat checks are not sweet enough for me without... Mm. I find them to be very dull, but I bought them thinking I was going to make... Chex mix a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt like too much work to stir the Chex mix every 15 minutes. So then I just decided to make the Muddy Buddies and then eat the Chex. <laughs> Muddy Buddies is so much more work, I think. <laughs> Muddy Buddies, you just microwave the stuff and pour it on and it's over. Mm. That's it. The Chex mix, there's a lot of preheat the oven, stir the stuff. <laughs> Scrape the burnt checks off the bottom of your oven because you've spilled them while you're stirring later. <laughs> Just felt like too much. Fair. I have a question, though, related to cereal. Mm-hmm. Do you drink your cereal milk? Mm, no. I used to when I was a kid. I also don't put sugar in my cereal anymore. I really don't like sweet things for breakfast. Hmm. I used to, and now I really want something savory. So I would eat wheat checks with milk, but I would work it out to have the right ratio where there wasn't any milk left. Hmm. So if I ended up with extra milk, I would add a few more checks in and then eat it rather than do Just anything drink else the milk. with the milk. Yes, correct. Huh. And I also really like eating cereal without milk in it. Hmm. I more often eat it with milk because I think that's more filling now and I'm often eating cereal then in an attempt to keep myself going. Mm-hmm. But I would more often eat checks plain. Hmm. How about you? Are you a milk drinker from the cereal bowl? I am a milk drinker. It just seems like a waste to not eat it. Andrew throws a quarter cup of milk away every time Mm. he eats his cereal, and I shame him for it. (laughs) That does seem wasteful. I don't waste the milk, but I also don't drink it. (laughs) I found a third way. Yeah. So lunch for me that day was a leftover cheeseburger slider that Andrew had made on Sunday night for dinner. Mm-hmm. Freeze-dried okra, also from Trader Joe's, which is a very yummy chip-like hmm. snack, but okra. And some of Pepper's leftover lasagna, because he didn't eat all the lasagna that I heated for him. How about your Wednesday, Sarah? Wednesday is not a work day for me. It is my favorite morning of the week. I take the kids to school, and Neil goes into work that mm. morning, so I have the house to myself for a few hours. It is the only time all week that that is true. So I get to have my more ideal food schedule on a Wednesday. (laughs) Nice. 
I had apple, pears, and kombucha as I was making the kids lunch because Wednesday is the day that I do it. So snacked through that to get myself through drop-off. Then I waited until around 10.30 or 11 and made myself a quesadilla from leftovers. So whole wheat tortilla. We still had beans, rice, and sweet potatoes and peppers left over from a few nights before. So dumped that all out, heated it up, and then put on top of that sauerkraut and the hot and spicy pickled jalapenos mm. that I like. And then had salsa and a little bit of sour cream and ate that up. It was very filling, very delicious. Very fancy quesadilla. That's right. But not very much work because almost all the things had already been made, which is the best kind. Totally. How about for you? Same breakfast again, wheat checks, whole milk, and brown sugar. Lunch was taco salad, which I had made the night before. I did two pounds of ground beef and a can of black beans and taco seasoning. And then I did chopped up bell peppers in three colors. I did thawed frozen corn. I did tons of lettuce that I washed in advance. And I purposefully on Tuesday night did a lot, enough that I knew we would not eat it all in one night and that there Mm -hmm. would be multiple days of leftovers. And so when I was enjoying this on Wednesday, I was so thankful to my past self. (laughs) This is another one where since everything was already all chopped up, all I did was heat the meat and beans a little bit and then just dump everything together. It's so satisfying. It's so colorful. It's so bright on a gray, Mm -hmm. wintry day. It was awesome. Mm, It sounds so good. What about Thursday? Thursday is another at-home day for me. I once again snacked on apples and pears and had kombucha for breakfast before I took the kids in. Then later in the morning, I decided I was going to make these cookies that I'm going to talk about in our eating lately. So snacking on the cookie dough tided me over for a little bit longer. (laughs) That's quite filling. And then for actual lunch, I had leftover bean quesadillas with queso that I had made the night before. They had refried beans and black beans and then a white queso on top and rice to go with that. And then had the leftover carrots, apples, and cucumbers and dipped the veggies in that same salad dressing dip that I am loving. Yum. My Thursday was wheat checks, whole milk, and brown sugar for breakfast again. And then lunch was after I had read a very tragic piece of science writing about how much longer the pandemic may actually last. And I felt very sad and I needed comfort. Mm -hmm. So I cooked an entire box of Kraft mac and cheese and ate the whole thing and ate some leftover applesauce from Pepper's Plate. So that is the ultimate childhood meal for me. And I can't say I felt less sad, but I did feel pleasantly full afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's do Friday. Friday morning was a really rough parenting morning. Friday is the other morning that Neil goes into the office, and it is the only day that he goes into the office and that I'm also going into work, so I'm responsible for dropping the kids off. And we just had a a rough go of it. There was not enough time to eat as much food as I would have liked. I did have some carrots and shoved a handful of cashews in myself so that I wouldn't feel too hungry. And also had some water kefir, which I've talked about before that I've been making that. The new batch was ready. So that was a a highlight of the morning food in a morning that did not have many highlights. (laughs) For lunch, I had leftovers. I had the Emerald Doll that you had talked about a couple Mm. weeks ago on the podcast. So yum. First time that I had made it. 
So had that with leftover basmati rice and naan from Trader Joe's and packed carrots on the side. And that was great because it was a really stressful morning, but I had leftovers available to pack so that I'd have some food when I was at work to eat very quickly. (laughs) I feel like that emerald dal is especially good for eating quickly, too, Mm -hmm. because it's not much chewing. You can just kind of spoon it in because it's very saucy. But also has a lot of protein and heft to it. Mm -hmm. On Friday morning... We made Trader Joe's hash browns. These are square hash browns that you can get in the Hmm. freezer section of Trader Joe's. Sort of like McDonald's ones. Almost exactly like (laughs) McDonald's ones. They come out great in the toaster oven. They have become a family favorite. And I was just in the mood for something warm and not wheat checks. (laughs) (laughs) And also, Plum and I were heading to an outdoor field trip for her school. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was like a little, I guess, heftier than cereal. And then I also had an apple. And then for lunch, I had a cheese sandwich, a clementine, and because it was the day before Plum's birthday, we brought cupcakes to share with her classmates. Mm -hmm. And so she and I had lots of cupcakes. Everyone else got one and we had three each. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. When you say cheese sandwich, tell me more about what you mean by that. My favorite... Commercial bread is the Arnold's oat nut bread. It's kind of like a fancy wheat bread. So that's the bread that I use. And then I like to put Duke's mayonnaise on either side. Lots of mayonnaise because I love mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And then I use some kind of sliced cheese. This time I used American, which I love. Not everyone is an American cheese fan. <laughs> but I usually do two or three slices of that. Pretty basic. That's it. Just the mayonnaise, cheese, and bread. Mayonnaise and cheese. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> All right. Now, Saturday. That was this morning. I had a chai tea and leftover breakfast casserole that we had made for dinner the night before. This is the one that you have shared before that you make with the biscuits. So it's Mm. the biscuit dough, sausage, eggs, and cheese. Oh, yes. So good. It works really well the next day as leftovers, too. So I had a hunk of that while playing Uno with E. And then a couple hours later, as is my custom, I had veggie pot stickers apples and carrots. And then a couple hours after that, at the regular lunchtime, I had a little bit of French onion dip and chips to keep me going through this podcast recording. (laughs) How about for you? I made a chai latte, which I do by heating milk in the microwave and then frothing it with my immersion blender. So it makes a nice milk foam on the top. Mm -hmm. And then I cut a giant bottle of chai tea concentrate, the Oregon chai tea concentrate that's very sweet Mm. (laughs) for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I splash some of that in there. I think it is very concentrated, so you don't need very much, Mm -hmm. but it was delicious. And then I also had donut holes, which was Plum's birthday breakfast of choice. Nice. And then for lunch, I made another giant and amazing taco salad. Yum. So, Sarah, was this a typical breakfast and lunch week for you? Breakfast was definitely typical. That snacking on kids' lunch, maybe with a handful of nuts thrown in, some kind of drink, whether that's cold like kombucha or water kefir or warm like coffee or tea. The lunches was a little bit less usual. I would say this week I had more leftovers. Almost every day I was eating something from the night before. I think this is because we had done a really big grocery run the weekend before. So our Mm. fridge was really full. I had more meal plan ideas and we had more 
bigger dinners that led to leftovers the next day. Nice. I feel like when we're running a little bit lower on groceries, there's more of the, oh, we're having egg sandwiches, we're making grilled cheese, we're having quesadillas Mm -hmm. that don't lead to leftovers. And so I'm scrounging a little bit more to put something together for lunch. So that's what was usual and unusual about the week. (laughs) How about for you? There were so many leftovers this week. It was great. I did not have to resort to any scrounging. I am, as I said earlier, so proud of myself that I prepared enough taco salad that we could eat it multiple days. Mm -hmm. And it was really unusual to have lunch away from the house. I have done that maybe a handful of times since the pandemic started. Two of those were plum field trips. Right. Where we packed a sandwich or something. So that was interesting and stimulating (laughs) compared to our usual life. But I normally would not eat something like that cheese sandwich either (laughs) for lunch. Yeah. And breakfasts were pretty standard for us too. We are going to wrap up with a little bit of fantasy food talk. Sarah, what is your favorite ever breakfast? I love things that are savory. So my favorite would be eating out and having some kind of hash brown potato situation over easy eggs, mix that all together with hot sauce, maybe a little bit of ketchup. And then along with that, I want to have some kind of produce. A fruit salad would be delightful that somebody else has chopped or put Mm. together a variety of fruits for me to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then along with a coffee or tea of some kind, that would be my ideal. A nice savory breakfast out with a little bit of fruit on the side. Love it. My ideal breakfast also includes hash browns, specifically the loaded hash browns from our favorite donut shop in Birmingham, which is called Hero Donuts. These hash browns are almost exactly what you were describing. It's a bed of hash browns. There's cheese. There's pepper jelly. There's fried eggs. Mm. There's kind of like a spicy mayonnaise sauce that I think they call cracked sauce that's on there. It is so good. Love those. They also have kolaches there, which people who have lived in Texas know what these are. This is a sausage wrapped in kind of a brioche dough almost Mm because it's kind of soft and puffy. And they also have my favorite donut shop donut I've ever had, which is the vanilla cream donut. It's that same brioche dough with sugar on the outside and on the inside is a vanilla buttercream. Mm. So that would be my ideal breakfast. I hope to have it on my birthday in a few weeks. Yes. That's all at the same place in Birmingham. It's all at Hero Donuts in Birmingham. Love it. I love a good filled donut. Mm, Same. Okay, what about your favorite, most amazing, ideal lunch? My favorite lunch would be a salad that someone else has made with lots and lots and lots of things in it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's exactly what I would say. A giant salad, a grain bowl, Indian food, preferably in a buffet, which I haven't been to in more than a year. (laughs) But something with lots of vegetables, lots of flavors, lots of sauces. I mean, Thai food would be great too. I'm making myself hungry. (laughs) The list goes on. (laughs) Move on. That's the end of our breakfast and lunch talk for today, listeners. We would love to hear from you about what you are enjoying for breakfast and lunch these days. Let's talk more about food. (laughs) Yes, let's. I made delicious molasses cookies. These are interesting because they have a vibe of 
ginger snaps or spice cookies almost. Mm -hmm. But then with the molasses and the texture that they are, they are soft like our favorite chocolate chip cookies. Hmm. I think that they are ideal. I prefer always a soft cookie. I know that people in the UK love crunchy biscuits, but that's not really a thing that I like. So every time I find a good soft one, I always remember it. I will say that it makes a lot and I was the biggest fan of these in my family. And so for that reason, I haven't made them again because even though I love cookies and love to eat a lot of them, it does get old (laughs) after a while to be the only one eating a giant batch of something. But if you are someone who likes a spiced molassesy type cookie and also would like them to be soft, I think this is the perfect cookie for you. Nice. What have you been eating, Sarah? I am also sharing a cookie from the same website as your <laughs> soft molasses cookie. <laughs> this is the caramel stuffed Nutella cookie. This week, I just really felt like I wanted to bake cookies. And I did bake our favorite chocolate chip ones with E early in the week. But then I wanted something that took a little bit more work. And that does not <laughs> usually happen for me. So I was looking through all of Sally's options on Sally's Baking Addiction <laughs> and came across these. You make the dough. And then you get Werther's soft caramel candies, fold Mm. them in half, and then you put that inside the dough. So then when you bake them, the caramel melts and you have a caramel-filled cookie. It is delicious. So amazing. I will say it was much more work than I normally put into a cookie, so I think I will save it for special occasions. And I did overcook the second batch. The first one, I used my timer. Turned out well. I might even do those one minute less than she recommends, that Mm. they were still soft in the middle, but a little bit too crunchy. But the second batch, I forgot to press start. I realized Mm. it. And then I thought, I'll just stay in here and clean up the dishes and pay attention. Well, that never works as well as you think that it will. <laughs> right. And I started smelling the cookies and got them out. They hadn't burned, but mm-hmm. they were very crunchy in the end. So... I don't mind a crunchy cookie for some things, but these really need that soft tenderness in the center. So Mm -hmm. maybe set a timer if you make these cookies. That's my recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and all the things we're eating, in the show notes on our website, FriendlierPodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at FriendlierPodcast or email us, FriendlierPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Sorry, let me let me let, let me read my handwriting here. <laughs> I was typing them in and then I didn't do it. So <laughs> let me just do a real quick fact check on that before proceeding. Sounds good.